You are indeed, and it's time now to uh, welcome Dr. Andrew Corbett to our uh, airways for our regular Wednesday morning discussion. G'day, Andrew. How you going? Good morning, Cameron. Great to be with you again on what has been surely a most unusual wet period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Driving up here, Not seeing, you know, as I mentioned, I came in yeah. to the studio while uh, we're off air and just said, goodness me, half our driveway is on Riata Road. Yeah. So, very wet, extraordinarily wet, and uh, I noticed then listening this morning about the, the flood watch warnings around the state. Yeah. So Cataract Gorge, I reckon, is going to look very interesting on Friday. Yep, it will. It's all, it's it's one of those, you know, it's one of those exciting visual things. Yeah, it is, isn't it? To see the gorge in flood. It's incredible. It's, uh, it, it really is. It actually, it, it sort of raises the, the point that we, we sometimes get floods and we don't get tornadoes in Australia, Northern Hemisphere, particularly America gets those. And But we get cyclones up in the Northern Australia around yep. the equatorial belt. Uh, New Zealand gets earthquakes. Australia gets bushfires. And we look at those and we, we often call those, quote unquote, natural disasters. You know, as I reflect on the fact that we're, you know, probably in about 24 hours or, or so, 28, 40, 24, 48 hours, the gorge is going to have megatons, megalitres rather, of water yeah. flowing through it, gigalitres of water. Yes. And it's actually going to be quite beneficial because it's going to flush out the the river. Yeah. Um, and anybody who's lived in Launceston in a while knows that this is a very, very contentious issue, isn't it? You know, is. how much water yeah. is allowed to flow out. I remember years ago... There was the the famous um, Australian broadcaster Alan Jones was rather naively suggesting that all that water that flows out the Murray River into the ocean is being wasted, and <clears throat> there was uh, justification for taking water out of the Murray for irrigation along the way, so that eventually, by the time it supposedly flowed out of the the into the ocean, there was hardly any water flowing out at all. And of course, what happened was the 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 uh, mouth of the river, as it flowed into the ocean, um, just built up. Yeah, you know, with sand and yeah. and debris and things like that, because there wasn't the volume of water flushing it out. And I remember talking with some uh, UTAS marine biologist graduates who pointed out, you know, river systems are really really important for water flow. It's it's one of those things where you have to have a certain amount of water flow through a river in order for that river system to be healthy. But more than that, that that water is actually carrying debris, you know, trees yep. fall, branches fall, um, dead animals fall into the river. It all flows out into the ocean. And eventually, oh, sorry, it flows into seas and then those seas flow into oceans. And then after about um, about 100 years or so, the nutrients that have settled on the bottom of the ocean has been broken down into all kinds of highly rich organic matter. And, of course, you know, we um, have people drilling for oil and harvesting the, the oil from those deposits. But then about every ocean of the world, Cameron, once a century has an oceanic earthquake. I don't know if you knew that. An oceanic yeah. earthquake. Yeah, so it's okay. about... There's, a, there's, a, there's about four or five oceanic earthquakes around the world uh, every century. So okay. pretty major ones. So, well, major in the sense that 
the the plates at the bottom of the ocean will shift by one or two metres. Okay. One or two metres in a plate, an oceanic plate shift resulted in the tsunami uh, in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. That killed 200,000 people? Something like that. Something yeah, like that. That was people, huge. Yeah. That, that oh, was, uh, yeah. was that Boxing Day 2004. Yes, it was. Yes. And then we, we have these other tsunamis um, that have wreaked damage, uh, largely due to these oceanic earthquakes. And yeah. we call these natural disasters. But here's a point. It's not what I'm going to talk about today, but, it, but it's an interesting point, that what we call natural disasters are, are actually, I believe, designed by our Creator to sustain life on Earth. You know, every, every Australian loves the bush. I don't, I've never yeah. met an Australian who goes out in the bush and goes, oh, gosh, gee, we could put a nice condo here and rip this forest out and... You know, just have cattle grazing. I I don't know anybody who really thinks like that. We go to the bush and and it's just it's peaceful. The, the smell of eucalypt, yeah. The the sound of wattle birds and and lyrebirds out in the out in the bush is it, just beautiful. Oh yeah, Certainly. And yet, you know, the Australian bush is designed to be regenerated by one particular mechanism. You know what that is, Cameron? No, bushfire. Ah, there are certain. There are certain eucalypt seeds that can only open in uh, I have in seen fire. that, yeah. I've yeah. seen that, yes. So, yes. you know, oftentimes we, we perhaps unwisely go and build houses right on the edge or in the middle of a bush, and then when the bush is just doing what the bush does, which is, yeah. you know, has uh, uh, regeneration burns just from natural means, that's yeah. the way that it's, it's just been designed, we call it a natural disaster. We go and build houses and estates in zones that are below sea level mm. such as they did in new orleans and then when when what happens you know water comes in and there's flooding um we we say it's a natural disaster i think you know there's probably a little bit of understanding how to i guess live in harmony with our ecology and our environment that's that's needed there so anyway all that to say in a, in about 24 to 48 hours if you're visiting launceston Go down to the gorge. The gorge is, is one of the most beautiful oh, natural yes. wonders in the world. Yes. We, we are extremely proud of our we gorge. Are. We are. But you are going to see a site, and it probably yes. even will start later today, but you'll see a site, massive amount of water coming through the gorge. Um, every time that happens, and it happens probably once every three, four years or so, um, you know, I always go down there and uh, just take my, take my camera and grab some shots because it's just majestic to see this huge it's almost lord of the rings issue if you know that scene where that water flows through the gorge in lord of the rings it's it's um very very majestic so if you're visiting onceston um pop down to the gorge probably tomorrow or friday and you're you're in for a treat yeah it'll, it'll certainly look absolutely oh, magnificent. magnificent and for us locals we know uh, any um, any extra amount of water that can flush the silt out around um you know the, that 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 part of uh, uh, Kings Park area and around there is very very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we, we welcome that. Absolutely. It's a very contentious issue, um, sure. and I'm sure people who've lived here for a while know exactly what I'm talking mm. about. Anyway, Cameron, we I don't know if you've noticed, but we're in election season. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit hard not to notice, I, isn't it? I mean, yeah. more babies get kissed over these next four weeks than just about any other time it, of year. It is another very grubby campaign so far, oh, isn't it? Look, it's it's um, it it 
I mentioned last week that the Christian vote will determine yes. the outcome of this election, and uh, we, we received lots of feedback from that, uh, lots of Twitter traffic, Facebook traffic, um, and uh, uh, people just dropping um, phone calls and so on into the station and, and to me. So it's, we've obviously resonated with people who, mm. who are frustrated by, mm. by some of this. We, we have two parties that are almost indistinguishable except by personality, yes. and we... We have this amazing uh, problem, I think, where the the electorate is is being duped into some kind of presidential style of electioneering, and I I think we should be extremely cautious to oh, yeah. al- to allow yes. Australia to to go down that road. I I I would be alarmed because what happens is essentially you're going to sink to whoever can buy the most votes. And that that will either be in in uh, political campaign promises or in slick marketing somehow mm. to present yourself. Well, and I, I just think that that would this is not good for Australia. I mean, the question I've got right now, Cameron, is while while everybody's kissing babies and running around for the cameras, who's actually running the country? Exactly. It's just a thought. But one of the words that we hear uh, bandied about, especially during election campaigns, is this word character. And when I consider, in fact, I had a, a, a good friend of mine ring up yesterday and, and say that he's put his hand up to run for the Senate and he's number two on a particular party's um, uh, a Senate team uh, for yeah. a particular party. Yeah. And um, uh, his name is Andrew Goulst and uh, would not be a stranger to many of our listeners. And for those that know Andrew, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, this is not a political statement. This is just a statement about Andrew. I, I know that he's a, a person of high character. Well, that got me thinking. Uh, what what is it that that's really going to attract people to vote for someone? And if you thought someone had the best policies, and yet you thought they were a scoundrel, would you vote for them? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Because I, I I would, you know, if sometimes. The way a decision is made is you choose the lesser of two evils. You take, you take the one that you think is going to do the less damage, not necessarily yes. the greatest good. Yes. And that's sometimes how life works too. But when it comes to putting confidence in a decision, I think we all will default to the person we can trust. And the question is, why do we trust them? Yeah. Well, essentially because they have this, this stuff that we call character. And I want to talk, Cameron, about the six components to building character. And these are things that I think parents should be teaching their children. I think these are the six six components. They all start with A. And these are the components that we work on. I mean, I I think, I look at these and I'm challenged. I I look at these and go, man, you know, I still got some work to do. If we rate each of these from from one to 10, 10 being the, the best, one being we're just starting out. You know, I've got, I've got a long way to go in each of these. So I want to talk about the, the six traits of character, the six components of character. And when it, especially if, you, if uh, you're not sure who to vote for, mm. this, is not a, this has got nothing to do with, with uh, party politics or even policy. What it has to do with is the, the character of the person you're considering. So Cameron, let's come back after this yes. song. And we're going to deal with the six components of character. 
Coming up next on YFM, we got a new one from Jessica Malboy after this. It's Jessica Malboy's latest on YFM with To the End of the Earth. We're in discussion with Dr. Andrew Corbett once again this morning about um, uh, the area of uh, politics and the election. And, um, yeah, I think we could all say that a lot of us are unsure about where to go to vote and um, who to go for, who to vote for. And Dr. Andrew Corbett's got some details in relation to helping us out Well, I just think generally, Cameron, when when you're looking to make a decision and it involves people... You can look at, you know, what they're going to do, but you re- you probably want to look at them because it, it's it's far better to have someone who may not have the, the they may not be the most competent person, but there's someone that is reliable, dependable, someone that is trustworthy. These these are the ingredients of of character that we feel at ease with, and you know it it may even be someone that you don't particularly like and i think every parent will have to come to grips with this in their parenting that at some point their child will get to that you know i was going to say teenage years but you may not even have to wait that long where by you simply being a parent you're going to make decisions that your child doesn't like and and what that involves is your child is going to have to come to grips with the fact that in life you, you have to comply with people that care for you, people that you can trust, people that are reliable, people that will develop your emotional security, but you may not actually like them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, if, if, you're, if you're parenting and you, you've gone through the, the, what they call the terrible twos all the way through your primary school years, you, you've done teenagers, and, and you have not had at some stage your child say to you, I hate you, then you probably weren't trying as a parent. And every parent's going to probably have a little chuckle and go, yeah, that was, oh, I had that. And I'm not <laughs> saying every day for, you know, weeks on end, for, for months on end. I'm, I'm saying there'll, there'll, there'll just be seasons when you've got to be tough yes. as a parent. And therefore, your child isn't going to like you. And, and, and quite frankly, being a parent is not is not a matter of winning the popularity contest with mm. your children. You're not, you're not there to be their friend or their buddy. You're actually there to, what I would argue, is to shape their character. Yeah, yeah. And here are six essential components of character. And I think it's possible to look at someone's life and, and relatively quickly form an opinion that this person has intentionally worked at developing these areas of their life. And, and also conversely say, well, you know, I don't think this person has. And Cameron, we, we've, we've all met people that, that are, uh, the word sleazy is harsh, but they schmooze. You know what I mean? They, they, they will tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. They will be your friend. They'll do all this. And something niggles away at you. You go, you know, there's something not quite right with this mm. person. And... And I would suggest invariably it's because you're detecting, almost intuitively, you're detecting that there's a character flaw there. All right, so there's six character components. They all start with A. The first one is ability. Ability. Now, ability as a character trait means that you have taken the time out of the limelight to prepare, study, train and learn 
so that you can develop certain abilities. It involves practice. It involves trying and losing and learning and winning. And I saw an interesting uh, graphic on uh, Sonia Bowen's uh, Facebook wall the other day. Oh, okay. And that was the, the path that people think is the pathway to success. And it was kind of a, a straight line, start here, uh-huh. finish here at success. And then it was contrasted on a on a, a graphic right beside it, and it and it said the actual pathway to success, and it shows starting off, hitting a roadblock, having to come back, start again, try another route, going around an obstacle in the mm-hmm. road, meeting a failure, hitting a stop sign, having to take a detour, come around another obstacle, hitting another failure learning from it, going around again. And it's, it, you end up with this mishmash of road systems and eventually down the, down the end of that, there's this word success. Mm. That, that is profound because life is like that and, and it's you know, developing ability. The ability to live life means that you, you'll put in the, the hard work when no one's watching, no one's appreciating. Yes. I mean, there, yes. there was when I was growing up, Cameron. There was a, a seri- There was a, a major book company that did really, really well called Reader's Digest. Uh, now I don't know. I guess they're still functioning. I, yes, I, they are. I, 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 well I, and truly, mate. Yeah, oh, well and truly. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Not that I read them myself, but they are around. Well, the, well, the thing is, what what you could do instead of reading, for example, War and Peace, Reader's Digest, this book company would would take this you know, massive 1,200-page book, and they they would whittle it down to a couple of hundred pages. So you could read the digest of it. You could read this abbreviated edition. And they sold a lot of books because people couldn't be bothered doing, yeah. doing the, the whole book. <laughs> and you could get all of these classic books from this company, Reader's Digest, and, you know, you could, you could knock it off. In, in a fraction of the time mm. that it would take to read the full thing. Well, sometimes people are looking for those kinds of shortcuts in life. They want, and I, and I actually think culture right now is building on that, you know, with the um, X Factor and Australia's got... All those. Well, mm. questionably, Australia's got talent. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, yeah, you wonder what's fitting yeah, with our cricketers. You have to wonder. Uh, and and <laughs> so you've got, you've got these programs that promote this idea that you don't have to pay your dues you don't have to do the hard yards you don't have to you know earn your stripes you, you can be a nobody audition and uh, in 24 hours you can be a megastar mm. oh, i actually think this is a really really dangerous idea to be to be teaching our kids so ability is when you know for a parent to be able to say to their child well if you want to be good at the piano Sweetie, you're going to have to learn the notes. You're going to have to learn to read music. You're going to have to learn to do your scales. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a lot of hard work, and you're just going to have to put in the arts. That's the first one, ability. Here's the next one. It's probably the most important one. or Well, they're all important, but this is really, really important, Cameron. It's attachment, A for attachment. Attach Your ability to attach to others, your ability to get along with others. In fact, I was listening to a WaveM program, I think it came out of Focus on the Family, where they said employers are now employing on the basis not of competency. They're not giving the job to the most competent person. They're giving the job to the person who will have the best chemistry, the best ability 
to get along with others in the workplace. Yeah. And so the ability to attach, the ability to get along with others is, is critical. You know, part of learning how to attach, Cameron, is, is learning what, what the boundaries are in, in, in offensive humour. You know, yeah. if you, isn't it an interesting thing here in Australia, Cameron, that if you really like someone, you hurl the, the, the vilest insult at them? <laughs> well, we used to do that at school when we were kids. <laughs> if we had a crush on the, one of the girls, we'd push them over in the playground. Or didn't you do that? Well, I went to a different school. Ah, I've just heard people doing that. I never did it because I was I just, too frightened. I just point that I out I'm married and you're not. So yeah, there, there might be a foundational clue here. <laughs> we may need to have a bit of a talk it's off air about, it's very you know, common. you like a girl, we'll go and push her no, over. That, no, that explains no. a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was common. It was common. <laughs> okay. I used to get pushed over as well. So that's Well, well the, the point is, you know, with some people, uh, that, that kind of um, verbal... You know, get a ugly. No, oh, like, tell me about it. Some, if you didn't know them and they didn't know you, that that would be extremely offensive. Yes. But in Australian culture, we do that, and we do it with people that we actually like. And I've and I've had overseas visitors. Um, Tim O'Neill does it with me all. Oh, is the that time. right? Yes. I've I've had I've had overseas visitors around when you know I've caught up with an old maid or something, and we and we've just gone gone for it and. And, and and these guys are aghast, thinking, "Oh, what what are you guys worst enemies or something?" Or, 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 yeah. And no, 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 we're best mates. That's that's why we're talking like this. It's a strange thing, but you actually have to learn where those limits are because you can you can cross a line, and you can also push what you think is funny a little bit too far. And that that means that when you learn to attach to people, you learn to flex a bit, but you also learn how to. Here's a key word: apologize. People of character know how to apologise. The person who yeah. says, I have no regrets, I have nothing to apologise for, straight up I know, okay, we've got a major character flaw here. Because if you're not sensitive to others, you won't ever see the need to apologise. But if you learn to attach well, you will. Let's come back after the news, Cameron. I've okay. got another four of these. Great. Excellent. We'll look forward to that shortly. But not right now, it's time to check out the latest news. It's nine o'clock. Well, things have eased off a little bit, uh, not quite heavy rain uh, forecast for today, but still scattered showers developing late in the morning, a cloudy day nonetheless, with um, the showers clearing during the evening. Winds northwesterly, 15 to 20 kilometres an hour becoming light early in the morning, then increasing to 15 to 25 kilometres an hour in the morning, top of 13. A mostly sunny morning tomorrow, followed by uh, the chance of showers from the early afternoon. We've also got some morning frost forecast, 1 to 15. Friday, 6 to 15, possible showers in the morning, and rain easing on Saturday, 7 to 14. But no mainly fine weather forecast for the next few days, even Tuesdays looking for a shower or two, so... Not much improvement in the way of weather, that's for sure. 10 degrees outside at the moment at 9.05. You're on Launceston's Way FM. Cameron Skirving with you till 10 o'clock. And at the moment, of course, we're in the middle of our regular Wednesday morning discussion with Dr Andrew Corbett. Today talking about uh, ways to help you um, find out who the right uh, person and uh, party to vote for is. Well, the components of character, and, and not just not just for elections, not not just figuring out you know, who you're going to vote for, but, but just in life generally. And I think as, as we look at these, there, there may be some people who find that they're... And, and this is a hard reality as well. Uh, to, to ask the question, 
how come I'm always ostracized? How come I'm always left out? Now, this is, this is a very, very difficult thing to face up to, but, but you may hear me talk about these things and, you, and you, may, you may go, gee, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe I'm not where I need to be in my character because I know this, that, that you may not be the smartest person, you may not be the prettiest, most attractive person, but if you're a person of character, you, you become someone that people like to hang out with. It's, it's, it's a very profound thing that who you are on the inside eventually becomes what others consider to be the most important thing about you. And I know that's not how it works when you're you know, in primary school or even high school perhaps, but, but it is a reality of life that it's, it's not your looks, it's not your family name, it's not even necessarily your achievements. It's who you are on the inside. That's your character. It's different, of course, to this word reputation. Reputation is what others think you are. Character is who you really are. So we've mentioned the first character trait is ability, and ability comes from hard work. Having a work ethic is a statement of character. That's why I think parents need to encourage their kids to do their best at school. Uh, we, we heard... Uh, some shocking statistics, Cameron, about the education system here in Tasmania. And you, you were telling me last week when we came off air about the the, lit, the illiteracy rate among young Tasmanians. Yes. How it's the worst in our country. Mm. And um, <coughs> in, in one sense, Cameron, <coughs> that's about literacy. But in another sense, it's actually about character. Because you, we have people who struggle with a subject, you know, and, and you may not be the best at maths or whatever it is. And you may just throw your hands in the air and go, well, I'm just not good at maths, I'm not going to try. The person of character is the person who is going to um, go, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm not great at maths, but man, I'm going to give it a go. I am going to do my my best to to really try to work hard ability so so our our alarming illiteracy and numeracy or literacy and numeracy rates in in Tasmania which is very very concerning is can actually be addressed when when we foster a culture of character when when we make these things these these things of of, of of being a person of character, the, the most the most important things about life. I, I I think there there are plenty of kids who have been duped into thinking that getting really really good marks on their uh, grades school school reports is is what's really really important. Uh, I don't. Oh, I I think it's you know it's, it's nice if you do, but I'd much rather know that that my children are actually giving their best. They're mm. actually trying their best. Exactly. And their best may be that they get a C in a subject. And for me, that's well done. If their best can be an A and they're getting a C, the issue is not the grade. The issue is character. So that, that first trait mm. of character is that first component of character is your ability to develop your ability to stretch yourself, to work hard, to try new things, to learn new things, 
Um, I'm learning a couple of languages at the moment. I've been, you know, I've been mentioning to listeners over the last few weeks that this is what I'm doing. Cameron, it's hard work. You, you actually have yeah. there's, there's a stack of stuff you've got to memorise. There's no way around it. There's no there's no shortcut on this. And I, I see these things flying around on the internet. You know, learn a language in six days or 24 hours or 48 hours. That's just rubbish. It really is rubbish. There's just hard work, and that's a part of character. And again, mm-hmm. those types of ads are appealing to people who want shortcuts to character. We saw attachment. Attachment is your ability to get along with others, knowing where your limits are, knowing how to apologize, learning the the boundaries of sensitivity, learning how to take an interest in someone. I guarantee you this, you will become more interesting if you learn to take an interest in someone. You become more interesting Mm -hmm. if you take an interest in someone. Here's the next A. We've got another four. It's accountability. Accountability means that you're open to being corrected. You're teachable. You'll actually say to someone, hey, show me how to do this. I want to learn how to do this. Can you teach me this? Accountability. And then accountability is, hey, I've done this. How, How do you think I went? Well, what do you think of what I've just done? Sometimes, Cameron, I'll have people come up to me and say, "Could you? I've written something. Could you? Could you read this and and tell me what you think?" And I look at them and I know, <clears throat> you know, this character trait of accountability probably isn't highly developed in this person. And if I so, I have to ask them a question. All right, I'll, I'll read this. Before I get back to you, I just need to know: Do you want me? Do you want me to be honest, or do you want me to be encouraging? Mm. <laughs> because if they say, um, I actually want you to be encouraging, but I'm prepared for you to be honest. And I go, okay, cool. Gotcha. Yeah. And that way, uh, if you hand me something that's missing apostrophes, the sentences don't start with a capitalized first word, first, you know, the first letter of the word in a sentence. If, if you spell things incorrectly, I'm going to, I'm going to give it back to you with a lot of red ink on it. And I'm part of my my day day to day routine is grading, so I, I grade degree students and diploma students, and uh, you know I, I I try to help these guys to realise I'm not here to hurt them or humiliate them. I'm here to help them, mm. and it some people get very very precious about being yeah. told, yeah. you know, you need to use apostrophes. Apostrophes actually make a huge difference in language. You you need to learn how these are used. Accountability. Accountability means you're being held to account for your honesty. If you're an honest person, I mean, in Tasmania, think of it. We would, and we've talked about this before. This whole integrity thing. We we need people who understand that they they, in order to improve as a human being, we need others to hold us to account for our integrity, hmm. to to challenge us, to be able to say it, it's not a matter of. Uh, doing something because you can get away with it. No. It's a matter of doing the right thing, even if no one notices, but you do the right thing because it's the right thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cameron, sure. the, other, the other night I was, I was out walking Poppy. That's my dog, by the way. And uh, I, I, I was walking around our neighbourhood and I, I saw a lawnmower in someone's trailer uh, parked in their driveway. Okay. And I, and I thought... That's great. I just, I just thought that is great. Now I know where I grew up in Geelong. 
If you left a lawnmower in a trailer in your driveway in the front of your house, it wouldn't be there in the morning. No. It just wouldn't be there. Incredible. And I thought, yeah, that's that is fantastic. That and you should be able to do that. Mm. You know, at at, um, at church we put up some uh, solar lights, some solar spotlights okay. on our sign. They were there for three days, Cameron, before someone mm. stole them. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, you just think, oh, hang on, okay, yeah, sure, we, we should have concreted them in and put little metal cages <laughs> over them and, you know, we should have put a surveillance yeah. camera on it and, yeah, 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 you can tell me all that. But flip, why can't we be honest as a community? Mm. You know, why can't we respect other people's property? Yeah, what know, is foundationally wrong with with mm. a generation that says, if I can get away with it, I will. Mm. I mean, th- that is that is just sick. <laughs> it's dysfunctional. Mm. I feel much better now that I've vented all that. <laughs> As you always do. Free, feel free do. to vent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. accountability is, 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 being, is, is being honest. And I think parents need to, you know, start with the little yeah, things yeah. with their kids. Yeah. You know, teach, teach your kids honesty and reward them when they are. And discipline them, and I know that's not a politically correct word these days, Cameron, but I think we need a little bit more political incorrectness when it comes to discipline. And I don't mean smacking, beating, hitting, physical violence. I I just mean appropriate discipline of children. Uh, Sometimes a scolding is, at least do that, you know, Um, so that kids know, hey, look, this is unacceptable. We don't tolerate Dishonesty. I, I, I have a song in my mind. It's called "Honesty." Is such a lonely word, and I, I'm quoting Billy Joel as I normally do. Why is that? Why are people reluctant to be honest? Well, Cameron, I think dishonesty works. You reckon it does? Well, dishonesty works. I don't think it works in the long run. No. But I think if if the checkout chick hands you back, you know, five dollars more than you should have got back in your change, yeah. it's score for many people. That's how they think. Yeah, they don't they... have. A, a, a component of character no. that says, hey, look, I, I'm accountable. I may not be accountable to the CEO of Woolworths yeah. or whoever, what Coles or whatever, but I am accountable to someone who's, who's going to, who one day is going to hold me to account mm. about my honesty. Excuse me, Miss Checkout person, you, you just gave me $5 more than you should. Here, please, put it back in your register. <laughs> it's amazing, though, that we're on the other foot and they give us not enough change. How, how oh, much jump we up go. and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we, we just we need people yeah, who yeah. are prepared to do the right thing, not because yeah. they've been found out, not because they could get caught, mm. but because it's the right thing. Yeah, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's accountability. And accountability is teachability. I, you know um, uh, one of my staff is um, Josh. Yes, and uh, Hello, jo- Josh, Josh uh, produces our radio program, and Josh would be one of the most teachable, correctable people yeah. I know. And I was actually complimenting him yesterday or Monday about that fact mm. because we, we we are dealing in an industry where good enough is not good enough. It has to be the best you can deliver. Absolutely, and yeah. so. We're not dealing with with uh, the normal standard. We we you know when we supply our radio program, it, it's twenty eight minutes and two seconds. It's not twenty eight minutes and three seconds. It's not twenty seven minutes fifty nine seconds. No, twenty eight minutes and two seconds. And there's a two second, one second either side for radio stations to to uh, crossfade in and out of it. And so th- there's a reason why we do things the way we do them. Mm. And 
Josh understands that and I can say to him, hey, look, buddy, you know, we need to tighten this up or fix this up. And not only takes it on the chin, he, he says, look, is there anything else I'm doing that I, yeah. that I could improve? And I just think, man, you know, I still think of Josh as a, a young kid. He's not. He's a, a 20-year-old man. But I, I think, boy, there's somebody who's exhibiting a high... Highly yeah. refined ability. And not uh, not every kid's like that. No, and it's it's a shame. Yeah. Cameron, let's come back after this yes. next song. And I've got three to finish up with. Okay, excellent. More on that shortly with Dr. Andrew Corbett. But right now, it's Point of Grace and Keep the Candle Burning. Keep the Candle Burning. It's uh, Point of Grace here on YFM. And we're talking today with Dr. Andrew Corbett about three ways to um, just work out who you want to vote for, who you're going to vote for. There's um, three to go, I think, Dr. Andrew, isn't there? Yeah, components of character, Cameron. So not just about... Voting, yes, but a, a, a really in general, a, 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 yeah, in general, yeah. when you when you're making a decision that involves people, you want to you want to vote, you want to vote, you want to support, you want to put your confidence or trust in someone who is a person of character. Mm. And while we're looking at this, it's it's worth considering how are you going with these things. You know, do do you do the hard yards? Have have you reached a point in your life where it's all just too hard? You're not going to learn anything new. You're not going to take on any new skill. The other week I mentioned had uh, d- uh, was privileged to have dinner with uh, Professor Jonathan West, and he's just started a-, a doctorate in classic Greek literature. And you think, well, he- here's a man who's sort of reaching for many what would be the, either the climax, pinnacle, end of, toward the end of his career, and he's he's undertaking what many people do at the start of their schooling you know a, a doctoral uh, program and i think now that tells me a lot about this man and i think when we develop character we're developing an ability to learn an ability to study train do the preparation practice fail learn from it come back try again that's all a part of ability attachment your ability to learn how to get along with others how to attach to others appropriately mm. accountability mm. being teachable correctable being honest, having what you do evaluated. Uh, this this takes a great deal of humility. You, you have to learn that when someone is critical, they're actually giving you a gift. Criticism is a gift that can help you to improve what you're doing. And then here's the last three. It, it's really, really important for people of character to, to come to grips with the actual way things are. So A for actuality, the actual world, the real world. You know, sometimes we, we go through things and we go, no, this is this should not have happened to me. This should not be, this is not the script that I wrote. Well, people of character go, well, sweetie, I'm not writing the script. You know, <laughs> I'm a contributing character in this script, but the script has dealt me a bushfire down in Denali that's wiped out my house and everything I own. This is the actual world I'm in. What am I going to do about it? You know, we, we were starting off the hour talking about natu- what we call natural disasters and the role they play. You know, we look at the cyclones and tornadoes that, that, that belt our equator, the equatorial belt, and we look at those and call them natural disasters, when in fact, without cyclones and tornado, tornadoes and things and hurricanes, and they, without those things, circulating heat around the planet it actually regulates temperature. It brings cool air in and it disperses the warm air. It's a, a creator-designer system to our infrastructure of the, of the planet's temperature control 
that's necessary for life to happen. Flooding is necessary. It, 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 it yeah. has a valuable ecosystem yeah. benefit. Fires are valuable. The, the tsunamis, the, the oceanic tsunamis, take the nutrient debris on the bottom of the ocean and through the tsunamis redistribute that, that nutrient back into the water systems of the world so that life is sustained on the planet. All these things mm. we call natural disasters mm. actually have a, a major significant benefit for human life. And when you come to grips with the actual world, you're able to process things in a, in a far better way. And people of character do that. Now, one of the saddest things I, I've come across, Cameron, is when somebody does not accept who they are. Yeah. They don't accept their weaknesses, their limitations, their abilities. They have not come to accept their actual gifts, their actual personality, their actual limits to their ability. And when you do, you become a person of character. A person of character who's developed actuality is able to say to someone, you know, I'm not your best person for that because I'm just, that's not me. It's not how I'm wired. It's not what I'm good at. You, you need somebody who can, you know, do this. And they can say, look, my thing is, is just to, to be a help. I'm, I'm, I'm someone who's in the background and I help. Look, I have a world of admiration for that person who understands this is how they actually are. They understand this is how the actual world works. You know, in the actual world, Cameron, people will let you down. Oh, yeah. Oh, in the actual world, people will betray you. In the actual world, things won't always go your way. In the actual world, you know, it'll feel like you, you're, it's taken you 35 years to be an overnight success. That's the actual world, and it takes character to accept mm. that. Got two more. And we're building up to the last one, which I think is a, a critical one. Here's the second last one. The fifth one is attitude. Being genial. Being genial means you're learning how to get along with people. Genial is, is you're developing niceness. It, it, it means that you're courteous to others. And so it also means that you're, you're able to put things behind you. Your attitude is somewhat positive, although the, the idea of having a really good attitude is not necessarily be optimistic or it's certainly not to be pessimistic. Mm. It's to be realistic. Yeah. It, it's to say, look, this has happened. It's not the end of the world. Life will go on. I'll figure this out. I'll bounce back. Everything will be okay. So that's, that's developing attitude. Attitude is really, really important to be able to do that. Okay. So, uh, the last one, Cameron, is really, 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 really important. In fact, you could probably start with this one and the others would flow out from it. It's awe, A-W-E. I was, I was sort of half tempted to call this discussion how to become an awful person because we, we so misuse that word awe. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's someone who's who's awful, and we mean bad. But really, if you think awe is to stand in, you know, mouth agape at the majesty of what you're looking at, you're in awe of something. And if you are full of awe, I suppose you're awful. I suppose. And so, but that word has, you know, come to mean something really bad. But to be a person of awe means that you have a deep lifestyle appreciation that there is something beyond you, there is someone beyond you, God, 
who is awe-inspiring. We use this word, oh, awesome, so flippantly today without any real sense of what we're talking about. There really is only one person who is awesome, and that's God. And a person of character will live with deep gratitude for what they've got. They'll focus on what they've got, not on what they haven't got, because they live a life of awe. They live a life of gratitude, thanksgiving, appreciation. Or a person of awe will result in them becoming a person who worships God. And I guarantee you this, Cameron, everybody listening to me now and everybody not listening to me now is a worshipper. The question is, of what or who? Mm. And a person of character worships the right person, the correct person. And when we look at all these other things that are sort of happening on the social landscape, the redefinition of marriage, the trivialization of life, that that an old person in a nursing home reaching the final stages of their life who's only got a quote-unquote few years to live is taking up a bed, we need to dispose of them. When, when, when we see our, our, our values being skewed so severely, I, I tell you, it's not about the values. It's fundamentally about the character of the people behind these agendas and what they're worshipping. Because, Cameron, we worship a God who declares to us what is right, what is wrong, what is important, what is not important. What is good, what is bad, what is beautiful, what is not. Mm. And worship acknowledges that. And when people refuse to worship this God, they are really saying, we will not allow your God to tell us what we can and can't do, what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, what is wise, what is unwise, what is beautiful, what is not. We will decide for ourselves. And that's a type of worship. It's called self-deification. And so a person of character, Cameron, is someone who develops ability. They develop attachment, the ability to get along with others. Accountability, they're open to have their work evaluated. Actuality, they come to grips with the real world. They develop an attitude that's kind and courteous and looks forward. And they are a person who lives a lifestyle of awe. Cameron, I'll be back next week and we'll talk about something else that I trust will be a little bit of a coaching session for people to live life better. Before I go, I want to thank our listeners, supporters, donors, and sponsors. Just driving up, hearing our sponsors getting behind our station is is just so encouraging. If you support our sponsors, please let them know that you heard them on YFM. That would help. Mm. We're in the process, too, of of raising just a a small amount of money to help improve our sound on air. We need a, a thing called a limiter compressor. These, th- this piece of equipment costs about $3,500. We don't have that. We're actually uh, just hoping that there'll be people that get behind this uh, drive at the moment to, to raise the funds to do that. It will improve our, our quality of our broadcast. We were talking about this off air before. It'll take out a kind of a, there's a, just a little hum that comes in because the equipment that was put into the station 
27 yes. years ago. He's getting Cameron. on a bit. <laughs> yeah, we're no longer in the in the day and age of no. valves and things now. We no. need the latest in technology. The latest in technology costs about $3,500. If you're able to get behind us and, and, and help with uh, even the smallest donation, anything over $2 is tax deductible. You can give the station a call on 63340100 or you can go online, wayfm.org.au slash donate and we would really appreciate your help to, to help us to clean up our sound just so that we're representing who we represent much better. And uh, this program, th- this discussion will be available on our download section a bit later in the day. So Cameron, sure I'll be back next week. Thank you very much, Dr. Andrew Corbett. And back tomorrow night as well with... Uh, of course, finding truth matters on WayFM from 8.30. You're on WayFM on the right track, 9.34. It's Avicii up next with Wake Me Up.